Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best Of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it is a Friday, a glorious Friday live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, we're on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, my final regular season Blazing 5. I'm 54.5% this year. I want to get to 55. It is a tough week. I love my picks. Dogs are barking. J-Mac joins. That's one hour from now. J-Mac is joining me today. I've got a couple of theories I'm going to throw out there. You and I both love kind of the theory balloon. We float an idea. Uh, you were all over the Notre Dame, just got a star quarterback Indeed. in the transfer portal. You Thank floated you. that two, three weeks ago. You yeah. were right on the money. You do a good job on that stuff. You know, I injured myself yesterday patting myself on the sh- on the back <laughs> for hitting that. Uh, Tom Brady in Vegas seems like a lock You're- at this point. You know, uh, listen, if you hit Aaron Rodgers and the Tennessee Titans, just give me the Powerball numbers, okay, later this spring. So I want to start with this. Um, <clears throat> so Aaron Rodgers talked retirement again yesterday. He said, I don't know if I'm going to play. My future's uncertain. So he told the Wisconsin State Journal that. Aaron Rodgers says, my future's uncertain. So Aaron's always been one of the um, – Headier quarterbacks. He's playing chess, not checkers here, right? He's a pretty smart guy. You don't have to agree with his vaccine stance or what he says to, you know, Joe Rogan or whatever, but he's a, he's a thinking man, okay? So I just want you to think about that as I, as I go into this. So Favre and Aaron Rodgers are not the same person, uh, but they're becoming the same Green Bay quarterback. You've seen those commercials, those progressive insurance commercials where – 
You know, you start becoming your parents. They're actually very, very funny. Aaron's becoming far whether he wants to be it or not. He's getting kind of rigid. He doesn't want to change certain things. Favre got very rigid. I don't want to learn a new offense. Aaron's like, I want Randall Cobb and my 70-year-old quarterback coach. They're becoming the same guy. And I've always called this the Green Bay Packer quarterback syndrome. It's the only franchise with no owner. So there's nobody to rein you in. You are the most powerful person in the organization. No, no matter how big Troy Aikman was, Jerry Jones was bigger. No matter how big Jimmy Johnson was, Jerry Jones was bigger. No matter how big Belichick or Brady are, Rob, Robert Kraft's bigger. In Green Bay, the quarterback runs the franchise. The second thing is, it's the smallest city in the country with a pro sports franchise. So you get kind of a fawning media. They're not going to ridicule you much. Everybody sees everybody at the grocery store. You could bump into Aaron. So you're not, you're not going to get that. It's a very unique. And, and the difference is Favre at least had Aaron Rodgers behind him pushing him. Aaron's got Jordan Love, and we don't know if Jordan Love can play. My guess is today he can play. He can start, but nobody really knows. So it gives Aaron even more power. So I do believe this weekend that if Aaron and the Packers lost and don't make the playoffs, or they get in and then get eliminated quickly, I do believe they will strongly consider getting a first-round pick or two for Aaron Rodgers and rolling the dice with Jordan Love. They moved up to get him. It looks like a total blown pick if you don't play him. And GMs like to play their picks, especially the first-round picks they moved up. And it does look like Jordan Love has gotten significantly better in the last year. That's what people say. That's what the film says. That's what we saw. So Aaron gets beat this weekend. You sit there and think, <laughs> what's the point? We can do that with Jordan Love. We're still the best-run organization in this division. Now, what's the point? Now, some of you say, oh, dead cap hit. It doesn't matter for a couple years. You would have a big dead cap hit. But you're not paying Jordan Love anything, and this is a very complete roster. They could probably use an edge rusher, one more receiver. Uh, they went heavy into the O-line last year. This, this roster doesn't have a lot of needs. It really doesn't. Maybe another edge rusher. Maybe another receiver. That's about it. It's a good roster. It's playing very well right now. I'll throw this at you. Aaron's smart. Aaron's calculated. His whole vaccine thing, he's calculated. And ask yourself this. He's going to be 39 years old, and he's expensive. If Aaron keeps mentioning, I don't know if I'm going to play. Hmm. The team that gets him doesn't have to give up many picks. What's Green, what's Green Bay going to Because Aaron's not going to go play for a crappy team. He'll just retire. Tennessee's the team I put out there. So Mike Vrabel goes, hey, it gives Mike Vrabel leverage. The guy talks retirement every 15 minutes. He's 39 years old. He's doing ayahuasca in the offseason. I'm not giving you three first-round picks. I'll give you a one and a two. I think, I think, especially off the Russell Wilson disaster deal, a first and a second, Aaron understands wherever he goes, he doesn't want to gut the team's draft capital, right? He wants to go to Tennessee. He wants them to have enough picks to get him another receiver. The Burks kid, Trey Burks, they like a lot, but they need another receiver. You don't want to have to give up multiple, couple of first, couple of second. That's what hurts Denver's job right now. Man, they got no picks next year. Is Aaron thinking, you know, I can talk privately with Mike Vrabel. I'm not saying Aaron's done this. But it would be really, really shrewd that you throw it out there 
He's 39, he's super expensive, and he talks retirement. You're not going to have to give up nearly as much as you would if he was 36, say he's playing till he's 46 years old. If Aaron's three years younger and is like, I'm never retirement, I'm going to break Brady's record. You're going to have to give up four firsts and two seconds and a third. Aaron this week talked once again about his future. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, just because you don't know what the future holds. But uh, when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here. The amazing memories that I've had on this field. Uh, been a lot of great moments. Um, but, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, uh, we're all undecided about the future. And we're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. Mmm, very nebulous. Nobody knows what he's doing. Aaron's smart. Titans could give up less. You think Mike Vrabel thinks today he's going to win the AFC? Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. <laughs> Tannehill? Got to have a gunslinger. Got to have an all-timer. Aaron's going to be the one all-timer on the market, potentially. All right, let's shift gears to this. Uh, the toothless NCAA. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is under investigation. Uh, there was some recruiting thing during the COVID period. Blah, blah, blah. NCAA is bored. They'll make him sit out of practice. Who cares? Michigan's rolling. Um, you know, it's interesting about the Harbaugh situation. He can go college or pro. So both professions, college football coaches and NFL coaches, are having to deal with something that makes them uncomfortable. Let's start with college transfer portal players can leave almost at any time once the season's over you got to pay them now if they're stars there's bidding wars a lot of guys don't like that should be noted the reason brian kelly at lsu and lincoln riley at usc can get to 10 and 11 wins respectively in one year transfer portal go solve your weaknesses so it's a good thing for the smart coaches who can recruit it's a great thing for brian kelly it's a great thing for lincoln riley the old school whiners eh, get over yourself you can get, it's like, you know, you get more recruits, except guys are actually playing in college football, so you have fewer whiffs, fewer busts. So some coaches are uncomfortable with that. Maybe Harbaugh is, I doubt it. NFL coaches, because of the global wealth we have seen explode with tech over the last 10, 15 years, owners are now all billionaires, all rich, and they consider $40 million a rounding error. You got to win, you got to win fast. I saw a story yesterday, Mike McDaniel. Miami Dolphins coach could get fired. Fired? I thought he was a success. That's insane. But billionaires are insane because they've never been richer. So I am rooting for Harbaugh to stay in college because I do believe, having grown up in Seattle or near Seattle, that northern programs, Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, need great coaches to compete for a national title or compete for a playoff. In the South, you could hire the wrong coach. There's so many dynamic, robust high school football stars and programs. Ed Orgeron's considered a miss, and he won a national title. You could never do that in a Northern program. There's not as many kids up there. You're constantly convincing kids to come up North and play in lousy weather. So Harbaugh matters to Michigan. When he got there, Michael Jordan's brand basically signed Michigan football to a huge deal. Why? Because he's Jim Harbaugh. He's great for Michigan. Michigan's great for Jim. The other thing is, and I believe this to be true, I think about stuff like this all the time. Um, stay in a job 
that allows you to be the best version of yourself. So you have to have some self-examination. What are your weaknesses as a human being? You're driving around listening to me. What are you really good at and what are you not good at? If you make most of your life decisions, I live by this. I think about it all the time. Doing things that are the best version of me. I have things I don't do well, things I do pretty well. I think Harbaugh's actually better for college. Why? Because he gets the Michigan brand. He can dominate the Big Ten mostly. He can clearly recruit. He gets to control the personnel. He doesn't have a a power-hungry general manager or a petulant quarterback making $50 million a year. He doesn't have a salary cap to deal with or a zany billionaire owner who gets in a bad mood because they had a, uh, you know, one of his companies goes belly up and now he wants to tell Harbaugh how to run his team. Stay in jobs, seek jobs, maintain jobs that are the best version of you. And I think Harbaugh, no crazy billionaire owner, no power-hungry GM, He can control virtually every part of the program. And he's a smart guy that makes lots of good decisions. He can change in a dime coordinators. He can change in a dime philosophy. He doesn't have to get it okay with a GM. He doesn't have to get it okay with the owner. He doesn't have to talk to the business ops guy. I want to change my coordinator. I want to change how we play. He can do it at the college level. I hope he stays. The NCAA thing doesn't mean squat. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Zach Wilson Jets, 
Jets, Dolphins are playing second and third string quarterbacks. No entry. It had, it really, if, if, if Zach Wilson would have worked out and Tua was healthy, it would be a great last game. It's going to be a dud. Stay away. Don't bet it. <laughs> it's a total dud. Uh, I think it's going to be Joe Flacco against uh, Skylar Thompson, I think, the third-string quarterback. Yeah, I'm not. That's not That's not even a corner television game, as my friend Chad Millman says. That is the next room game. That's not, I'm not even going to listen to the audio of that game. But the Jets were talking about Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU, number two pick. I didn't like it. Nothing against the kid. I thought it was going to be a, a major whiff. It has been. Now they're saying, you know, we should have brought him in and let him sit for a while. In hindsight, it, it probably would have benefited, you know, just to sit back and, and learn a little bit uh, and uh, and watch a veteran and, and do it and just kind of grow, um, you know, in this league, uh, kind of in the back seat watching and, and uh, getting better in practice and getting better in um, uh, through scout team and all that. But, again, that wasn't the course that we went. I think he could sit for six years. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. You could see it very early. Herbert, Burrow were forced into activity with bad offensive lines. You knew immediately. Kyler Murray forced into activity. Rookie head coach who just got fired in college. Bad offensive line. You got it. You got it. He doesn't. I don't mean to make it personal. But if it was about sitting, why didn't he get better year one to year two? He's small. He's undisciplined. He plays hero ball. He's got bad mechanics. He's not great at the podium. Maybe the nicest guy in the world. Uh, but Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson sat, but they sat with like John Harbaugh, Andy Reid, and a veteran coach, and a stable organization, and good ownership. The Jets are the Jets. They don't make anything easy. And I think there's a lesson to be learned with Zach Wilson. And I know that people in the NFL watch because they get text all the time, even on my birthday. Here's the lesson to be learned. I get all the time, people will send me stuff, fans. And I'm like, ooh, that's, I never picked up on that. You can learn a lesson from anybody, even me. Be careful how much you ask of a young quarterback. He had to go from conservative Provo to New York City, <laughs> the biggest, loudest media in America. He had to go from BYU schedule to Belichick twice a year and Sean McDermott, rookie head coach. Play caller with not a ton of experience. A shaky offensive line. You were asking this kid. It was like the hurdles. One after another, after another, after another. Even if he was Mahomes, this could be choppy and turbulent. I mean, at least when Justin Herbert got to the Chargers, he didn't have the right coach and the O-line was bad, but he had like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and he had, you know, some playmakers on defense. I mean, you know... It was choppy, but there were things. He went to a big program. He went to a sleepy NFL team, the Chargers. That wasn't that big of an ask. He had a lot of years starting. He was a big, strong kid. The O-line was choppy, and the coach wasn't ideal. Uh, Joe Burrow, the offensive line was bad, but he had a couple of nice receivers. He had an offensive coach. Uh, they, had, uh, they spent a lot of money on free agency. He didn't have to win by shootout. But, I mean, Zach Wilson, they just kept asking things. Provo to New York City. BYU schedule to Belichick and Sean McDermott. And at the time, Brian Flores, I think. It was like three defensive coordinators. Three of the best. Like three great defensive minds. Pass rushes. And then it's, you know, a rookie head coach. I think Robert Saul is probably going to make it, but you don't know. A defensive coach in New York. 
a, a play caller without a ton of play calling experience? Bad old line And let's be honest about it. It's the Jets. I think this marks the 12th straight year. They haven't made the playoffs. So people fell in love with this pro day. There's something else we can learn. I went back and looked. I remember when I heard about Zach Wilson. I watched him play Washington years ago, and he had a couple of decent throws. Um, talented. You know, there's some arm talent, obviously. But when you watch a guy in college, there's got to be some, whoa, C.J. Stroud against Georgia. Whoa. He can run and throw? Bryce Young. Whoa. That gets rid of that puppy fast. Will Levis. Arm strength. Size. Whoa. Herbert, there's got to be Josh Allen was wild and crazy. 6'6", 250, jumping over people, arm strength. The wow for Zach Wilson wasn't on YouTube. It was at his pro day in shorts. Can we, can we scale back on the importance of pro day? It's the opposite of real football. There's no real thinking. You don't wear pads. There's no pass rush. So if you're a small guy, you don't really know what it's like looking over six, seven left tackles and right tackles. But I think the big learning experience here is when you draft a college quarterback and you're asking him to overcome five or six things. Big Ben played at Miami of Ohio, but he got a great defense. He got great ownership. He got a great coach. He got good run support. He had a veteran receiving core. You weren't asking Big Ben anything other than come in here, don't crash the Mercedes, right? So it's a really good car. We need you to make about four or five big throws a game. If you look at Mahomes, he sat for a while. He had a receiver. He had Andy Reid. He had stability. They had to rebuild that defense, but it was like O-line was pretty good. The receiving core. You can't ask these guys to do six and seven things out of college. Now, occasionally you'll get a Trevor Lawrence, but even he struggled last year. They asked him to overcome too much. Now, this year, they got him more help in free agency. They got him an NFL coach. Shocking. Right now, Justin Fields, I like him. You're asking him to overcome too much. Bears O-line stinks. Receiving core stinks. They could use another tight end. You know, defensive coach, new offensive coordinator. You're asking Justin Fields to overcome too many hurdles. That's the lesson here. I don't mind if a guy plays immediately or sits. But this BYU experiment, Provo experiment, that schedule experiment, rookie coach, Jets, shaky O-line, bound to fail. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hall of Fame finalists, Dwight Freeney's one of them. 16 years, seven Pro Bowls, fourth most forced fumbles, top 20 in sacks. Uh, to me, Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, Dwight Freeney, the automatic Hall of Famers on that list of dudes. And by the way, he just look at Dwight Freeney. The side. Dwight Freeney chased down skinny quarterbacks like me. That is that is a, a <laughs> frightening experience. I got to say, on a serious note, uh, very good news this morning on Demar Hamlin. He's turned a corner. He's now communicating. I cannot imagine right. the emotional lift to the Buffalo Bills and how wonderful they feel. You know, you were a guy that inflicted hits. Right? Um, yeah. Was there ever a moment that you felt the way you felt watching Monday in your career that you got a little, you stepped back and got kind of emotional on what you were seeing? And I was thinking about that, and, and no, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, we play this game, we understand that this is a violent game, controlled violence. Right. Things happen. All right. Things happen. Guys have knees, Achilles. And once in a blue moon, 
you might have a spinal situation where a guy's paralyzed or something like that, um, and which is scary, you know, which, you know, you never want to see. But what happened a couple nights ago, you know, that that was something else. I mean, you you see him get up and you think he's OK. And then all of a sudden it's like he's gone. Um, and you never want to see it. The immediate thought is just kind of like, you know, I hope he obviously I hope he's OK and he can make it through. But when you start to perform CPR and ambulances, it, it will blow your mind. There was no chance that game could continue. And, and just the thought of what their, his family was thinking, his mother in the stands, um, all of that is just something that you never want to see. And I'm so happy that he's turning a corner and, and, and hopefully he's winning this battle of life right now. You know, uh, it's interesting. I watch the Jets said, you know, if Zach Wilson could have just sat for a year, uh, it would have worked. And my takeaway is guys got it or they don't. You could sit him for three years. I always felt he was small, undisciplined, not that accurate. I didn't see it in college. So in all your years, now you had Bill Polian, a Hall of Famer as a GM, but Bill told me before he missed on a couple of picks. It happens. Some kids get to camp, and you can tell Dwight in 15 minutes, they don't want to hit. They don't want to play pro football. How long did it take you? Go back to your all your years, uh, just the 11 in Indy. Did you know yeah. pretty much instantly first camp, the kid's going to make it or the kid isn't? Well, you know, I think you have that instinct about you when you see a guy and you see, you know, he has something special. All right. So you look at it and say, OK, you know, he he has a little something to him. All right. Now, that might be a little explosion, a little fight, whatever that is. You see it now. You don't know how long they're going to make it because, you know, this is a violent game, as we discussed. And, you know, he can get hurt or what have you. Um, but for the most part, for the positions that we're talking about, what I, I clearly see was, is more of like the position situations. When, you, when you're playing a linebacker, you're playing receiver, or you're seeing the running back, it's easier to tell yeah. whether a guy has it or he doesn't. Right. From a quarterback position, it's a little bit different. Yeah, no, it is. You're asking him cognitively to do things. Uh, you're often asking yeah. a guy who's not huge to take hits and punishment. They often go to bad teams. Uh, very yeah. very few Mahomes where you get Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Uh, that, that's not the yeah. way it generally works. So um, your Colts have right now um, their first pick. They're in line for the fifth overall pick. It's a proud franchise. Yeah. They've got a lot of good players. They just can't get quarterback right. You've watched some college football, college kids. Is your gut feeling they go quarterback college or quarterback in the pro market? Wherever they go, they better go quarterback. All right, you, you got to get that, you know, kind of hemmed up. All right, and, and I know we've been down the road of, you know, getting the older guys, but those older guys are only going to last a year or two. You know, Philip Rivers, he's going to be a year or two. You know, and, and, and you just you can't just, you know, build for the future. You know, you got Matty Ryan, he's a year or two. You got to get somebody who's young that you can build within your system. All right. And, and get this thing going. Now, it doesn't matter who you got back there. If you don't have an offensive line to block for them, right. it, they're all the same. Con. They are all the same. Um, but if we got to get a young guy, so I don't know, or, or somebody who at least has five or six years left 
um, to play. You're a humble guy, but if I said to you, make a case, what would, now obviously you made a bunch of Pro Bowls, you forced a lot of fumbles, you're top, I think you're 17th or 18th all time in sacks. But well, uh, I, I always make the argument if I have to think about it, somebody's not a Hall of Famer. You, Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, I don't have to think about it. What do you think you added that was unique in your opinion? Well, obviously, this is not up to me, and and you know the, the voters vote, and I've done everything I could. But I will say this: I think I left my mark on the game, regardless of what has happened. You know, I think whenever you see a spin move out there, and guys using the spin move, yep. Prior to me, they weren't using that move. You were actually taught not to turn your back to the quarterback. That's what you were taught, you know. And I think guys used to spin from time to time, but it wasn't as frequently and as planned as it was for me, you know? So whenever you see that, you know, all right, somewhere down that tree, whether he learned it from Vaughn, who Vaughn learned it from me or whatever, I think, you know, that's something that I know I left my mark on the game. You know, when you see a guy that's undersized, quote unquote, being drafted high, most guys like me weren't, wasn't drafted high. We were drafted in the second, third round because we were tweeners. And you had to be a 6'5", 275, 280-pound defensive end to be drafted in the top 15 or what have you. Um, so I think I kind of broke the mold there. And there's some also some protection things that, you know, you know, yeah, you put a running back in the backfield and you chip on the way out. Well, that happened for a century. But when you start seeing tight ends outside, off the ball, motioning, receivers coming to chip, that stuff was implemented because of like me and Robert Mathis and how we got off the ball. There'd be yep. a lot of situations where the coach would be like, Dwight, we've never seen this protection before. Yeah. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. No, you had great influence. I've always said that about Steph Curry. Literally changed high school, college, and pro basketball. Shots that you got benched for <laughs> when I was in high yeah. school. <laughs> he literally now, he, he eliminated the back to the basket center. Even Jordan didn't do that. So you had influence from pass rushing situations. Uh, it is why when I think of you, it's a no-brainer. Uh, one of the good guys, Dwight Freeney, you look fantastic. Uh, I cannot imagine you chasing quarterbacks around. You look great. Congrats on your success, my man. Thank you for having me. You take care. All right, Dwight Freeney. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins blazing fire. Chiefs and Raiders. It's a rivalry game. I'm going to take the nine and a half points with the Raiders. By the way, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, is a bad cover quarterback when he's favored by over a touchdown, remarkably so. Last seven games, Raiders are five and two against the spread. They want to go into the offseason. Positive vibe. 13 of their games have been decided by under a touchdown. And again, this is a rivalry game. The Chiefs, 1-4 against the spread in their last five. They're not great as a big favorite. What are they actually playing for? I think the Raiders are playing for pride to put stuff on tape. Jarrett Stidham played very well last week against the Niners. I think they're competitive. This division's interesting. I mean, the Chargers have beaten KC a couple of times in KC. 
Uh, now Denver's playing well. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders to lose, but cover. Chiefs win 27-23. Typical AFC West game. Titans at Jaguars. I don't understand this line. I love the Titans. Like it, I love it. Titans plus six. They've won five of their last six games against the Jaguars, and, and the Titans are very good against 500 teams or worse, and the Jags are 8-8. Eight and eight. Derrick Henry against the Jags has always been a complete handful. And again, the Jaguars' last two wins have come against teams playing multiple quarterbacks. The Texans with Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, and then the Jets with Zach Wilson and, and Chris Streveler. So they've also, in their last three games, it's a young team, Jacksonville, six giveaways in their last three games. They can get sloppy. I'm going to take the Titans in a division rivalry game, plus six, an upset win. The Titans pull off the upset, 24-23 over the Jags. Browns at Steelers. Another another division rivalry, and I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to take the Browns, plus two and a half at the Steelers. The Steelers don't score points. I mean, Pittsburgh, if you go look, they've been held under 20 points for the last five games. And they've played seven straight close games. Deontay Johnson's hurt. Minka Fitzpatrick's hurt. Deshaun Watson last week against a pretty good defense is improving. They got big rushing yards against the Commanders. Amari Cooper had a big day. Nick Chubb had a big day. I think they're a team getting better. I think they're going to upset the Steelers in a very, very competitive game. These games in this division, when you can take points in the AFC North, do. Browns win over the Steelers 2017. Rams at Seahawks. I love the way the Rams are playing. They're limited. I love the way they're playing. I'm going to take the Rams plus six here. McVay in 12 games against Pete Carroll's one eight of them. Their offense, they have 150-plus rushing yards in back-to-back games. Cam Akers has arrived. Multiple takeaways in five of six games. i got to be honest with you. Baker Mayfield's been good. Four games, completion percentage back up into the high 60s. Passer rating mid-90s. He's got a running game, so he's throwing on second and five and third and two. I like what I see from Baker Mayfield. And Seattle's defense is atrocious. They've got to take some draft capital and shore it up on the inside. And Kenneth Walker's banged up. He was sick this week. I think the Rams, this is what they've been prone to do, beat the Seahawks 27-20. Chargers at Broncos. My only favorite I'll take, I'm going to take Denver minus 2.5 at home. The Broncos have scored 24-plus points in three of their last four games. The Broncos, three-plus touchdowns in three of their last four games, and we know this is an unbelievable defense. Opposing quarterbacks passer rating this year against the Broncos, 81. And Justin Herbert, in week six, struggled against this defense. The Chargers are built to play with a lead, but they often fall behind. They've been held to 20 points or fewer in four of their five last road games. Again, their last three wins, Rams, Colts, and the Titans, who had to go to Malik Willis. I just think, Denver, this means a lot for them. Positive vibes going into the offseason, feeling good, a little momentum. We know they need it. To the Chargers, I'm going to have Denver to win and cover 27-24. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So Pittsburgh season, um, you got to give Mike Tomlin credit. Uh, Pittsburgh has a chance if they, you know, it's been a much better season than we thought. Got off to a bad start, quarterback situation. Kenny Pickett's come in, three, four-year starter in college. Played his college football in the same stadium he plays now for the Steelers. Been pretty good, pretty good. Um, and he was talking this week uh, sort of about Mike Tomlin as his coach and what he deals with, and here's Kenny Pickett. You talk about being 2-6, and six, he was the same guy now that we're 8-8 eight and eight and you know we're fighting for that playoff spot. His sense of urgency is always there. Um, the passion he has for the game, his energy at you know 6 in the morning when he walks in the building is the same every single day, um, no matter what the record is. You know, it took me years to get Mike Tomlin. I always saw him as um, very emotional. His teams were emotional. Um, a lot of drama. His teams weren't always buttoned up. And then you realize a lot of that was Big Ben, who's overly dramatic, sort of committed, entered the seasons in marginal shape, sometimes out of shape, kind of a remedial audible system because Ben didn't want to put in the time to learn it. And I think a lot of the stuff I held against Tomlin was more Big Ben. Uh, Tomlin is very much like Pete Carroll to me, um, a really patient teacher. Uh, a lot of um, perpetually optimistic, incredible energy, um, very good eye for talent. Both the Seahawks uh, have have found gems in later round, and so do the Steelers. And I think, I think there's a, a consistency to his enthusiasm, which is contagious for players. There's a presence. Pete Carroll has a presence. Mike Tomlin has a presence. 
And I think, you know, there's you can always be snarky. Sometimes in the media, we tend to get too negative and too snarky. And Tomlin tends to be bottom line, alpha, optimistic, uh, great. He has what I would call juice. He walks into a room and has juice. And I think he's done. I think Sean McVay has this. Um, football is hard. Uh, we, we, we had a player essentially die on the field Monday night and, and his, was revived. You're asking a lot of players physically and emotionally and the sacrifices they make. And the NFL's added the Thursday games and the 17th game, and there's another playoff team in. And it took me a long time to understand Mike Tomlin. But the optimism and the energy and the juice and the presence, not all coaches are the same. You know, Shanahan is more mad scientist. Uh, McVay is more culture guy. Big presence. Big energy. Uh, everybody's different. All quarterbacks aren't the same. Some are small. Some run more than others. Some are big arm. Some are average arm. And I think Tomlin deserves a lot of credit for this season because it was a mess to start. It was Trubisky. It was Kenny Pickett. And they've been winning some of these close games with Kenny Pickett. And I don't know if Kenny Pickett's any good. He's okay. Uh, is he going to be special? I don't know. But uh, the division's pretty tough. What you can't have in the NFL is the fourth best quarterback. So what's fascinating about Pittsburgh, Burrow's the best quarterback in the division. And right now, I think he is substantially. Uh, then it's Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. I prefer Lamar Jackson, Deshaun third. Pickett right now is the fourth best quarterback. Now, can he elevate to another level? It, you can like somebody all you want. If you have the fourth best quarterback in a division, you got to get a new quarterback, right? So that's that's... You know, uh, that's why Belichick can stay with the Mac Jones. The Jets don't have their quarterback. Who knows the future of Tua? You can make the playoffs if you don't have Josh Allen. You can make the playoffs. The Chargers will. They don't have Mahomes. You can't have the fourth best quarterback. And that doesn't mean Kenny can't play. But Burrow's elite. Lamar, when he's healthy, to me, when 75% of his games, I've never been as big with Deshaun Watson as others, but he's talented. So that's where we are with Kenny Pickett. Do you buy him today? Certainly. Okay. He made some okay. money the last couple of weeks with these late comebacks. As a franchise quarterback, I don't know. But, Colin, with a quarterback on the rookie deal, you can now go spend everywhere yes, else. you can. They can fortify the offensive line. I think the receiving core is good, right? The running back solid. Defense very good. I, you, I think I think his you, team's closer than a lot of people think to, to really being a factor in the playoffs. Young year. quarterbacks need an offensive line. To me, that's job one. I think the play calling also leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I think Matt Canada is still the OC I there. think the, the one criticism against Tomlin and McDermott, dude, four or five years, get the O-line fixed. I mean, come on. You got to get the, the O-line fixed. You don't get five years in an O-line. These defensive coaches, do they lack the sensibility of offensive line? Andy Reid rebuilt his in one year. It, the Saints with Peyton always had a good O-line. Like, you got to get the O-line right with young quarterbacks. But, but – it's Pickett's got something. He's been good at, late in games in big spots. Moxie. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 